Well, look at us. Who'd have thought? Not me. <laughs> oh my goodness, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Tell a Friend. I'm back as your host, Brian Knight, and this is actually my first episode of 2020. And as many of you frequent listeners will know, I have taken a few months off from the podcast. But in my defence, I am doing a degree. So, you know, cut me some slack, people. But I return today with another episode, which will run as we always do. We will begin with the Run the News segment, where I will discuss the latest headlines. I will then move on to talking about the highs of the week in What Went Well. I will then move on to talking about the lows in the week in the Be Better segment. We will then conclude with the title segment, Tell a Friend, which is a part of the show where we talk about the key takeaway message for everyone. Over the past few weeks, the world as we knew it has drastically changed due to the global outbreak of the coronavirus. People are being restricted to their homes in an attempt to flatten the curve of this global pandemic, reduce death, and to protect health services from the rapid increase in demand. Okay, so the first story that I want to get into is Prime Minister Boris Johnson being admitted to the intensive care unit. This all began on Sunday night at approximately 8pm when the Prime Minister was admitted to hospital for coronavirus tests as recommended by his doctors. This came just 10 days after he had tested positive for the virus, but his symptoms were persistent. Number 10 spokespeople had said he remained in charge of the government's response and was in quote, good spirits. On Monday afternoon, it was later announced that the Prime Minister had been put into the intensive care unit. Downing Street have now said that the Prime Minister is conscious and that this is just a precaution. In his absence, Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab chaired the Monday Cabinet meeting on the coronavirus response, but has now been deputised and placed temporarily in charge of the operation. In other news, Keir Starmer has won the Labour Party's leadership contest and will succeed Jeremy Corbyn as party leader. His main rivals were MPs Rebecca Long-Bailey and Lisa Nandy. Angela Rayner also celebrated her victory in the Labour Party deputy leadership race. Rayner won against Dawn Butler, Rosanna Allen Khan, Richard Burgeon and Ian Murray, who all ran for deputy positions. The leadership and deputy leadership campaign saw many experienced and passionate voices run for top position. Former Shadow Cabinet Minister Dawn Butler spoke with me during her deputy leadership race and this is what she had to say. Now, I must stress that this interview was conducted in a rather busy room, and I'm working on a limited budget. So, please ignore any of the background noise, and hopefully you can concentrate on the content of what she has to say. Take a listen. I wanted to ask you, what would you say are the biggest challenges that you face as a black female MP? Uh, being recognised for my skills and experience, uh, being judged fairly and not harshly, uh, giving extra barriers for me to jump over, um, not getting the support when I should be getting support, having to work twice as hard just to be recognised. Um, I've been a minister in Labour government, the first black female minister uh, in this country uh, elected. I was the first black woman to ever stand at the dispatch box in the House of Commons and answer on behalf of Her Majesty's government and nobody talks about it. And you just think if that was the first anything else, people would be talking about it. But it seems like it's the first black woman to ever do that and you know it doesn't get talked about. Now, moving on to Ghana. 
The Ghanaian president announced on Monday that the country's government will cover people's water bills over the next three months in an effort to enforce social distancing measures and to alleviate financial concerns that people may have. The president broadcasted a national address in which he demanded water companies to comply with his orders and to ensure any previously disconnected supply lines were restored. Healthcare workers in Ghana are also set to get a basic pay rise and to be exempt from paying tax for the next three months. This action, I'm sure, will be greatly received in this time of uncertainty. Now, finally, in the Run the News segment, I want to reflect on the rare television address that was given by the British monarch Queen Elizabeth II. She gave a personal message in which she urged people in the UK and the wider Commonwealth to unite, stay at home, and work together. She ended the address poignantly by using a phrase from a famous wartime song by Vera Lynn, We will meet again. Right, let's move on to what went well. The first group of people that I want to praise on what went well are all the key workers. Not to sound, you know, overly cliché, but this pandemic has truly shown us the great strength and bravery from workers from all kinds of sectors. Doctors, nurses, and other health workers are literally risking their lives and isolating themselves from their loved ones in order to help us in this crisis. Other heroes during this pandemic include cleaners, supermarket workers, delivery drivers, policemen and women, those in the military, and let me not forget, care workers. Every one of these workers are prioritising the lives and well-being of others ahead of their own. I mean, this is incredibly admirable. Now, I don't think it needs to be said, but we obviously owe them a great deal of gratitude, respect and empathy. So I want to say thank you to anyone out there who is working under these strange and challenging times. We speak your names and we truly appreciate your service. Secondly, I want to thank and acknowledge all those who volunteered to work for the NHS. The NHS website stated that as of the 29th of March, they were processing 750 thousand applications which they received from members of the public offering to volunteer. I mean, this is a staggering number of volunteers, and, you know, like I stated earlier, we are all extremely grateful for their commitment to fighting this crisis. Now, the third and final person I want to acknowledge today is journalist and broadcaster Victoria Derbyshire, who was widely praised online after she had written the telephone number for the National Domestic Abuse Helpline on the back of her hand. In an interview with The Independent, Derbyshire said, and I quote, I'd written the number on my hand to tweet a photo of it at 7am in the morning. I left it on my skin deliberately in case it could help any of the millions watching after 9am on BBC One, end quote. This is just an example of how one small gesture can make a huge difference to those suffering, so I thank her immensely for that. The number that was written on her hand, the number for the National Domestic Abuse Helpline, is as follows, 0808-2000-247. I will repeat this number at the end, and also I'll be sure to attach any links in the description bar below. Now, let's move on to Be Better. Whilst we've seen the best of humanity during this pandemic, we have also seen the more disagreeable qualities of some, shall we say. This past weekend, which was our first weekend in April, the government were forced to take a tougher tone in their social distancing orders. This came after thousands of people were seen to have gathered in various parks and beaches, 
clearly in breach of government orders. I get that this is a trying time for all of us. Trust me, me included. But this does not give you the right to be so selfish as to think that the government orders does not apply to you. We are yet to know the full details of this virus and how it transmits between people, so it's important that we all play our part and stay inside. And, you know, by all means, go for your one exercise a day. I know it sounds dystopian, but, you know, go for your one walk, either alone or with members of the same household, but do not attend gatherings. Do not go sunbathing. Don't go visiting that guy or girl you met in the club the other week. Stay inside, I beg. <laughs> Stay inside. The action of one person can honestly make a lot of difference. So you know what? Do your part and stay inside. Secondly, to all of those people who are using this pandemic as an opportunity to take advantage of employers, employees, landlords, or tenants, shame on you. This crisis will be over quicker than many of you can imagine, and people will remember how you acted. You know, I always think back to a Maya Angelou quote where she said, People may forget what you said, they may even forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Now that, my friends, is fact. Please, let's all do better and stay inside. Thank you. Before I wrap up for our final segment, I want to remind people of the current advice being given by the UK government. Step one, unless you're a key worker, stay inside. Step two, only leave your house for absolute essentials. Step three, when you're outside, stay a minimum of two meters away from other people. Step four, this is something you all should have been doing before, but I stress it even more now. Wash your hands thoroughly with soap for at least 20 seconds. Wash your hands. And step number five, if you have symptoms, it's imperative that you self-isolate from others. And be sure to call the NHS coronavirus line, which is 111, to seek further advice and assistance. Now remember, those who are over 70 years old, pregnant, or have an underlying health issue are at an increased risk. So please, please, if you fit into those categories, stay at home for your good and for the good of others. Now, during this time, many people will be struggling in a whole host of ways, so it's important to get help when you need it. So for those struggling with suicidal thoughts, you can access help from the Samaritans by calling 116-123. For those suffering with domestic violence and abuse, be sure to call the free phone National Domestic Abuse Helpline. This is the one I read earlier, but I'll read it again. So the Domestic Abuse Helpline, free of charge, day or night, is 0808-2000-247. For those younger people, whether you're 19 years old or younger and you're struggling in any way or just need some help, advice or someone to talk to, please contact Childline on 0800-1111. I'll attach all these links and numbers in the description bar below so you can all access it. Okay, this week I wanted to leave us all with a classic poem which I love to hopefully uplift us all and to remind us of the power we have to change our lives and our current circumstance. This is a poem by William Ernest Henley called Invictus. Out of the night that covers me, black as a pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeoning of chance, my head is bloody, but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears, 
looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Thank you for listening. Okay, that pretty much wraps it up for today. So I want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you're a new listener, welcome to the club. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. And uh, be sure to like our social media pages, the Telefriend social media pages, which are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter at Knight underscore. Why underscore? Because I wasn't quick enough to find my own name. But let me sign off as I always do and remind you that if you enjoyed this episode, what are you going to do? You're going to tell a friend. And if you didn't like this episode, you clearly weren't listening. So go back, listen again, and enjoy. <laughs> stay safe, guys, and stay inside. 